It's no secret that the both of us are running out of time. So hello from the other side. I must have called a thousand times to tell you I'm sorry for everything that I've done. But when I call you, Welcome to Parallel. That's Scar. That's Brandon. I'm Derek. What's happening? This is the season finale of episode one, or season one, rather, um, No Man's Land Part 2. Um, in the last episode, the shit hit the fan, and in this episode, they deal with it. Yes. Um, it starts off with a woman stumbling out of the office with one shoe on. She's in straight shock. Uh, Howard's boss comes out of the office and says that someone saved his life. The police and ambulance are just streaming in, helping them out. MAGA is still laying in no man's land underneath the office. Um, Aldrich and Cyrus are on prime side, and a bunch of people are on out are on the alpha side. But MAGA positions himself against the wall and just kind of chills. He's like, I got my back against the wall. That way I ain't got to sleep with my head in the mud. The shooting of the ministry building is all over the news. Uh, Roland tells the news that there was only one shooting and that this there was only one shooter. And that this so wasn't a conspiracy. What do they conspiracy. think they do in real life? What do you mean? What do the people think that building is for? That's probably a good question. A it's probably just a government agency. Because, you know, we have a ton of government agencies that we don't exactly know what they do. Also true. It's a government building. So yeah, Roland says that it was only one shooter and that it wasn't a conspiracy, but a tragic case of workplace <laughs> violence. And they have no further comment at this time. Peter, who didn't die, watched from his hospital bed. The nurse comes to check in on him and he's got a fractured clavicle. Um, and Peter asks Claire, who's standing there, because she's fine, uh, if his whole marriage was for this. And Claire's like, this shit ain't even begun yet, my nigga. Right. The next he did step all is- that for an alibi. Yep. Yep. The what next step sucker. is for Ames in the car talking about I'm not gonna be a coward no more. Women, 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 women. <laughs> I'm not a coward anymore. I'm gonna do something brave. And she said, yeah, you had your seatbelt on. You weren't trying to do shit. (laughs) She said the next few hours, days, and months are going to get very complicated because the next step is for diplomacy to get involved. Um, She noted that he had his seatbelt on and he was giving them an alibi, protecting their family over everything else. So she tells him straight out because now she could trust him. We're going to need each other if we're going to get through this. So, hey. When they discharge, you go straight to work, just like this, so they could see you injured like that. Right, <laughs> it looks good on you. Yeah, she was like, she was, she was a completely different person. She was just kind of like, "All right, nigga, this is where we at. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. <laughs> like, like, look, we here now." That's basically her. Her her whole comment was, "We here now. I need mm-hmm. you to do as I say." Hmm. We in this together. 
Emily gets brushed off by Bob, who wonders why she's there. Because remember, she had said she was leaving on a mental health break. Uh, Ian's like, yo, just listen to her. And she recounts that there's multiple shooters from the incident the night before. And they tell Bob that their office is compromised and they have to get a group of people they can trust to deal with this. And Bob's like, how the fuck do you know all this? And Emily's like, because our side was behind it. What happened over there started in our offices. And at that, at this very moment, the other world is likely discovering that it all started on our side and will not take kindly to Bob's statements of sweet condolences. Sweet condolences. Oh, oh, oh. I can't say much more than this. Our bad. Our bad. Our bad. You know that song was written about a child, right? You know, I went back and looked. I can't see any part of it that indicates that it was written about a child. It was I went back and read the lyrics. No. it. The... Ah, hold on. Hold well, on. I mean, if there, it, it, look, if it's, if there's a meaning behind it, cool. I don't, I, I never really listened to the song either. But yes, there it is. Sweet Caroline was inspired by a photograph of the then 11 year old Caroline Kennedy. Yep. And the hands touching hands and warm touching warm. <laughs> that that's that was the line. They still singing this uh, at a Boston Red Sox games too. Yep, I never heard that song before until my my ex father in law did it when we were playing Karaoke Revolution. I never heard that song before, but you know he's from Massachusetts and he is a Red Sox fan, so that song means something to him. But I had never heard that song before that day. Yeah, I'm not a fan at all. Um. And yeah, I, I've heard like just the oh, oh, oh part as people sing it drunkenly in white bars. Mm -hmm. Raj tells Alpha that the Pope doesn't make deals and to meet him at the church at noon. Um, and Aldrich and Cyrus find the three dead bodies of the doubles. And Aldrich says they have to clean up the bodies before any police find them. Cyrus asks about Peter and Claire, like, when are we going to go ride on them niggas? And Aldrich is like, man, we both want the same thing. But Claire's the director's daughter, so we have to fall back and be careful about that shit. Yep, he told him. This is where he told him to fall back. Mm -hmm. And so he tells Cyrus to go to Emily's hospital because they need Howard back in the building. Peter goes to work and sees why, all the Hold on, why were they trying to shut up Howard, though? They weren't trying to shut up Howard initially. They were trying to find out what he knew. But right. then after they saw, after as things transpired and continued on in the conversations in the show, everybody who was over there from the other side became a target. The enemy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so it was like it immediately became like 9-11. Yes. Which is exactly what they were aiming for, except it's interplanetary war. Peter goes to work and sees all the carnage, and then he talks to Roland, who reminds him of the cover story. Um, and Peter's like, yeah, I saw you on TV. You did a good job. Peter then stutters out a lie about him and Claire's relationship, but Roland don't give a fuck. He ain't listening. He's musing about the scarf that he bought for Helen, his secretary, for her birthday, and how her car how her counterpart walked right by him with a semi-automatic semi weapon and started shooting everybody but him. 
Two shooters are dead, and the third managed to crawl halfway across the crawling where he remains. And Roland is adamant that the shooter didn't belong to them, and that the other side needs to acknowledge that the murderers came from their side. This is why they didn't touch him. Mm-hmm. He also mentions that Peter knew about it. And Peter's like, ooh. But so what he means is that... two different managements... Or it's the same management talking to each of them. You know what? I wondered the same thing. I wondered. I wondered you. if it was the same. I I really did. I still don't know. It's yeah. iffy, in my opinion. I'll be real with you. I I I I kind of got the feeling it's the same because the setup the setup on both sides was exactly the same, except for one was red, one was blue. Mm-hmm. That was it. The only thing that was the only thing different about this. The gathering, all, the way it was set up, the whole nine yards is all the same. And we and we already know that they do have devices where they can talk across across planets. Mm-hmm. And this seems this seems like the perfect the the perfect setup for one of those devices. Because like it's supposedly these is niggas on the fourth floor or whatever the fuck that shit's called. But like, oh, don't nobody know none of these niggas. Nope, nobody they goes the fourth, up there. They're on the fourth floor in the same fucking building, and don't nobody know none of them? I saw a show recently where, um, I forget what it was. Now I'm kind of mad at myself. Where the only way that they could talk with anybody in the upper level was through a woman. Um, and the woman answered for management, basically. She mm-hmm. was like their secretary. God, what show was that? That was recent. <laughs> Anyhow, um, Peter is told by Roland that um, while they were in a meeting with Lambert about Baldwin, Peter tried to convince Roland to hold on to Baldwin, and Pete and Roland didn't listen. Roland is not all right with that mistake. And also management is coming downstairs soon, and Roland wants Peter there with him. Management would like an explanation, and Bob immediately is like, we're going to see this to Emily. Go, Emily. On the other side, management asks Peter if the conspirators belong to Prime's world, <clears throat> and Peter says yes. Emily explains on the Alpha side that it was a secret pro, or on the Prime side, that it was a secret program called Indigo that was funded by secret coffers that they've been, uh, been unable to trace, but it's been going on for years. They've been cultivating sleeper cells that have been replacing their others. And Peter says Prime's World believes the 96 epidemic was their doing. They don't know who the agents are or how many are in their midst, but this appears to be just the beginning. At the same time, Emily tells him that the surviving shooter has collapsed in the neutral dim- diplomatic territory. And it's possible that he did this on purpose and that Indigo may hope that... Um, the prime side will claim the body and acknowledge the assassins belonging to their world. If they deny any part of it, the other world may see it as an open declaration of war. And a man on Alpha's world says the strategy suggests they go into no man's land, retrieve the shooter and question them. And Roland's like, fuck you, dude. Dip- Diplomacy would like to hold off and see what the other side does about this shit. Right? We're not taking res- we. No, because if we take if we take him away, we're taking them claiming responsibility away. And the right. man says, strategy says that the assassin is still alive and they didn't answers. And Roland's like, no, nigga, we need payback. 
We're gonna ride for ours. They we we gonna ask for reparations. And in order to do that, it's better to wait and let them pick up the body and then shove that shit down their motherfucking throats. He's he's really like the I could tell his internal soundtrack is dun 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 his internal soundtrack is fuck these other niggas because I'm down for my niggas right now. I thought it was Nuck if you buck. No. I'll I'll give you that. The man says that the assassins just killed 11 people and management interrupts and says they'd like for Peter to make a recommendation as he's the only one who saw it coming. I mean, other than Howard, who fucking told him about it. But, you know, whatever. Peter suggests they do nothing and let the other side act first. And management on Alpha's side wants a Because he's a bitch and he's doing exactly what his father-in-law said. He's he's playing he's playing he's playing his cards right right now because he still has to appeal to that nigga. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "No, no, let's do what he said." Management on Alpha side wants a full investigation into all those responsible for this horrific act, and they want Bob to get on that right away. Mm-hmm. And as for the conspirator in no man's land, they said, "Just leave him there, and we, we ain't gonna claim him." This is truly a not my niggas moment. Technically, it wasn't their fault. It wasn't. Right. But they don't know that. And Emily don't like that at all. And in the 30 years since the opening, since the crossing is open, there's been spy games and clandestine intelligence gathering, but never a full attack on the other world's sovereignty. And she suggests, in what made a lot of sense to me, but of course, it's the ladies who are making a lot of sense in this situation. She suggests that they claim the body. Be truthful and tell on the other side that the attack was from a rogue faction and tell them that we need your help. If we don't do that, we'll be playing into the faction's hands and it'll be the end of the diplomacy between the two worlds. Management on both sides is like, yeah, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and decides that the assassin will stay where he is. Alpha's management demands that any other infiltrators from the other side, be hunted down immediately, and that includes Prime. A specialist will work with Peter on this matter, and management thanks him for his excellent work. Yeah, but they know he's not an infiltrator. Well, I mean, Peter is. No. Or, I mean, Prime, Prime is an infiltrator. He did come over from the other side under. And then, and no, and, and no, not only did he come over from the other side, but he also mm-hmm. sent his, he sent Alpha back. Mm-hmm. So he could say longer when they were like, we're going to send you home. Right. But here's the thing. When the fuck were they going to try to work out a, work out a trade off with, with Prime's original plan? Because when they were going to send Prime back, they said his privileges were revoked. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to get another shot at this. Mm-hmm. And so, like, how are they going to do the trade-off? The, the only way that they could do a trade-off is that they had to go through the Pope. But, like... They weren't going to. I don't think Prime wanted to come back. Um, I think he didn't want to come back until him and Alpha sat there and had that conversation. And he was just like, you stay the fuck out of my life. I have balls. I have bolts. Um, but no, but like Prime really was like in in alpha shit about living his life and basically fucking his life up. 
So I think in that moment he wanted to he he seriously considered going back home once he figured out what the fuck was actually happening here. Well, Baldwin goes home to Greta's house, and Greta's like, "Why'd you steal somebody's identity?" And then tells her, "Get the fuck out." Yeah, when she pulled the blicky out the bag, she grabbed mm-hmm. the bag. Mm-hmm. Prime gets a ticket out of town to Marseilles. Uh, Anna finds a car with a sweet note from Alpha Daddy, not Prime pronounce, Daddy. Because do you pronounce the S on that? Marseilles. I thought I thought you don't pronounce the S. Marseille. I I could be wrong. Maybe. I don't know. It's fucking French. Um, Anna finds a car with a sweet note from Alpha Daddy, not Prime Daddy, because Prime Daddy don't mean none of the shit that was in that card. Right. And Alpha goes to meet the Pope while Cyrus follows Claire to her mom's house against Aldrich's word. Uh, Her mom thinks Peter's an idiot bastard. She says marriage is hard, and she almost left Roland once, but she grew to love him, even when she felt like she had to fake it. And Claire wants to run away, and her mom tells her, you know what? You need to just cook a nice meal and pretend like everything is fine. It eventually is. And nah, nah, no. Nope. No. Nope. All the nope. But things ain't fine for Claire, though, because Cyrus looks pissed. And to quote Beyonce, he been drinking. He been drinking. Well, to quote whoever wrote that. Um... As Claire drives away, Cyrus Future. approaches the house as her mom goes back inside. I think I think Future wrote that song, didn't he? Drunken Love. A random soldier goes down to give Maga some assistance, but it's too late because Erdis Dolt. He's dead. He is done. Fuck Maga. And a buzzer begins buzzing brazenly. Or a, let me try that again. A buzzer begins buzzing, blaring brazenly below Bob's base, below Buddy Boy's body. Wow, there's a lot of songwriters on Drunken Love, but it's not Future. I thought, I thought, I thought I heard somewhere that Future wrote that. A buzzer begins buzzing, blaring brazenly below Bob's base, behold Buddy Boy's body. Alpha side is already down there, and they're closing their doors like fuck diplomacy. Also, Prime is now stuck in that world, and Alpha is stuck with Ian. And Prime calls Aldrich and apologizes that he couldn't stop anything from happening and that he's disappearing. And he asks Aldrich to keep Emily safe because she's housekeeping and knows more about what's going to happen. <clears throat> Aldrich is like, nigga, the door's closed. And Alpha's life now belongs to you, which you wanted in the first place. In fact, I'm going to prove it by taking my men out to your wife's hospital room. How long do you think she's going to live without our love? Right. And Pope meets up with Alpha. Hmm? So they did all this just because they told them they got to get all the other infiltrators. Yep. Yep. All of a sudden, they all the enemy. Immediately jingoistic. Even though Prime's been right about every fucking thing that's been happening, immediately jingoistic. Pope asks Alpha what he wants, and Alpha says he thought he could belong in Prime, or that yeah he could belong in Prime's world, or that something there could belong to him. But now he really just wants to go home, because the longer he stays in Prime's world, the more he finds himself acting like Prime, 
and pops like you do know I'm your enemy, right? In fact, I'm the one who tried to kill your wife. And Alpha's like, I know, I know. And and if you help me get back to her, I'll take her far away. And if she even wakes up, I'll talk to her. And and we'll never bother you again. And Pope laughs. Alpha was such a sucker right there. Mm-hmm. And Pope scoffs at his plan and says, it's amazing what the years will do to break the human spirit. Because when Prime found out what his Emily was really about, he ran from Interface and became a spy. Pope can easily give Alpha what he wants, but this sad, groveling promise of neutrality just ain't going to do it. Instead, he suggested if Alpha wants his life back, he's going to need Alpha to work for him because Emily has effectively turned Prime against him. And since you, Alpha, don't actually know Emily Prime, you shouldn't feel bad about it. Right? I mean, it's the truth, right? I mean, I'm saying... Pope asks Alpha if he knows why Prime came to uh, Pope, the Pope when he did and tells him about the letters that Emily Alpha sent to Prime or why Prime came to Alpha when he did and tells him about the letters that Emily Alpha sent to Prime. And Pope suggests that Prime will start a relationship with Emily now that he has her alone. <laughs> Which is fucked up. And tells him that if he doesn't become Prime, Prime will become him. Alpha's like, I am not prime and I will not make the kind of mistakes he'll make. And Pope agrees and says, well, you're fucking useless to me then. And then? He says Alpha's so fucking stupid and grabs a gun right before Alpha brains him with a fireplace poker. This was a, balls. There, look, for someone who plays video games, this was definitely a quick time event. Like, <laughs> like that, 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 X button popped up real fast. He was like, oh shit. And he just fucking reacted and mm-hmm. killed that nigga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit was fucked up. But like, I'm my thing is this though. After after he killed him, why didn't the Pope's men like do Cause, something? Because why? Who are we fighting for? Nigga, he dead. Amen. I think that it's far cry when once you take over the fucking you take over the fucking fortress, them niggas who are still alive, they don't want to fight no more. <laughs> so if they kill Pope, the whole plan is over? No. Don't seem like it. No, because like we we don't know if Pope is really the top of the food chain. Because my thing is this the nigga who's at the top is not the one making the calls. And besides that, even if he is at the top of the food chain, things are now effectively out of his control. Yeah. So by them by them shutting their doors, he is basically null and void. Mm-hmm. No, nothing he does matters. He can't get no messages over. He can't receive no messages. Like he's mm-hmm. he's just kind of stuck. Prime picks up Emily's bag, ignoring Andre. And Andre's like, where are you going, man? Baldwin is waiting at the hospital for him. And Aldris is waiting for her. And she approaches Emily's room and Prime stops her and tells her, you know, this is a trap. And they're going to kill us both because we're from the other side. And Aldris's men start to find bodies. And so they rush in. And Prime tells Baldwin that even if she pulled it off, they would keep pursuing her. So he gives her a bag full of money. And tells her this should be enough for you to forget about Emily and walk away. 
And mm-hmm. she says, this is where y'all meet at Emily, where Prime and Alpha meet is at their love for Emily. And he asks her if they have a deal. I'm going to say based on the body count that it was a yes, because she shoots everybody in the face. Um, and as Prime is walking out the hospital, Aldrich stops him with a gun to his head, but he starts monologuing. And Baldwin shoots him for shooting Nadia. She brains that nigga, dog. Mm-hmm. And said that one was for me. Her other me. Mm-hmm. The one that the girlfriend thought was her. Ian comes in and Alpha's blubbering about how he didn't have a choice in killing Pope. And Ian's like, of course you didn't. And Alpha's like, I just want to go home. I thought I was doing the right thing. And then I saw what he had and I just reacted. And he says again that he's not prime. And Ian's like, I know, but here's the thing. From where you stand, the two of y'all are completely fucking alike. Yep. Ian need to get Ian need to get some self-confidence. Does he? He's just <laughs> mad. He just mad because he thinks Claire like him. Yeah, I'll give you that. Emily. I mean Emily, yeah. Cause Alpha Alpha Howard is nothing like Prime Howard. Why? Cause he's cause he defended himself when he was about to get shot. He just got finished begging that dude, pleading like a little punk to go across the fucking to the other world. Prime Howard would never have done that. He was ready to sell everybody out. Right. But in this in in this moment, and especially the the end of this, they really did become each other. Yeah. So Alpha gets taken to Echo, and Ian tells the driver to tell them that he never wants to see Alpha again. What a bitch thing to do. And Peter returns home, and Spencer's crying, and he sees blood everywhere, so he starts to panic and starts calling for Claire, and he starts to run down the hallway, but Claire's still in the kitchen on the ground, mopping up, cleaning up blood with the towel, because, I mean, she cleaned it up furiously, too, and Cyrus is dead. And Peter hugs her and asks her if she's okay and if he could do anything to help out because fucking Peter. If you were to listen to your boss, you wouldn't be dead right now. Yeah, but fucking Peter comes in and sees his guy. Cyrus is one of his guys. No, he's one of Aldrich's guys. Aldrich is Peter's guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. And he's like, are you okay, fake Claire? Emily returns home and Ian's there. And he tells her about what Alpha did to Pope. And she asks where he is. And Ian says, did you feel anything for him? Did he ever cross your mind anytime? Did you ever wake up reaching out for him? And she says, if I did, it was a phantom limb. Which, damn. But he, but he was already leaving. Like, he was already, you know, he had already was packing his bag and all that kind of shit. Like, mm-hmm. he's such a bitch. Ian is a bitch-ass nigga. That's what I said. He did say that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, he is. It, Ian is a, such a bitch-ass nigga. Like, why would you do that shit to Alpha? You know that Alpha is not is not prime. But then you get him out the way. So now there is nothing between you and your Emily, right? Mm-hmm. But then you go to her house and you pack a bag to fucking leave. Huh? That don't make no fucking sense. He's just an emotional ass bitch. You're supposed to be a fucking spy, nigga. Like, 
Spy the fuck up right now. Ian says that he'll keep uh, Emily's name out of his report and leaves. Peter's at the bar and Prime joins her for a drink and he tells him Aldris will not be a problem anymore for either one of us. And we need to come to an understanding. And Peter tells Prime that he's been put in charge of the mole hunt. And Prime says, well, we need to call a truce. There's a woman in the hospital that means a great deal to him. So he promises that no one will find out about Claire if no harm comes to his wife, Emily Alpha. And Peter's like, that's not your wife. And Prime's like, you know what I mean. That ain't your wife. Yours ain't yours either. And a deal is made. And Prime pays for his drink and says he'll see Peter at the office. Peter comes home. And just like uh, when she talked to her mom, Claire has made dinner. She's going to fake it till she makes it. I think Claire's in now that he he almost, he ran into a, a trash can for her. Oh, yeah, definitely. Alpha, meanwhile, is led to a room with a chair where he's that, where he's basically left at. But at least he could take the bag off his head. Prime, on the other hand, goes to see Emily Alpha and puts a flower into the nurse's vase. Uh, he pulls up a chair and grabs the poetry book that he was earlier making fun of Alpha about reading and starts reading to her. And then Emily opens her eyes because she's sick of that poetry bullshit. Read her some Zane, damn it. Ooh, no, not Zane. You think she knows that's Howard Prime? Not yet. I don't even think she's, I don't even know if she's uh, cognizant yet. But I mean, she opened her eyes before and. They do, they do say that when you're, um, when you're, when you're in a coma, in, in a lot of cases, you do kind of hear and, what's going on around you. You just can't do anything about it. Yeah, but was she here enough to know that that's not her Howard? She heard him get bucked with her brother. True. <laughs> she heard, like, she she heard him, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure she can tell. And so that's the end of the season. Yeah, they both became each other in the end. I really enjoyed this. I really, really enjoyed this. I don't know where season two is going to go. Yeah, I have no idea. Is it going to be both sides trying to get revenge on each other? Spy versus spy. Red team versus blue team. We going to see. 916-633-1537. Return to Oswald at gmail.com. Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-L-K. I'm on Twitter at Ratchet Book Club. And the show is on Twitter at RTO Podcast. You can uh, leave a review for the show on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review for the show on Podchaser. Copy and paste that in the Apple Podcast, and then copy and paste that into the Good Pods app. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or on buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. Scar. Oh, you can buy us a drink. I was not, I was looking up something else. I, I was actually looking to see um, information about the next episode. That I was I was doing show stuff. Sorry. 
You can also donate to the show by leaving a tip in the tip jar on the Good Pods app. Just a tip. Thank you all so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. I'll be good. We're going to hot you later. Peace. Peace out. It's no secret that the both of us are running out of time. This is single simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.